Hey everybody, welcome to Squad Pod Sports, where we bring you our thoughts on the latest games and sports news around the sports world. Uh, brought to you by the Sideline Sports Network. Re- special guest, Ryan Leitner, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, welcome you've back. You've been on before, welcome back. Um, I mean, of course we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs and NHL, but we're also going to be talking about your Green Bay Packers, the Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers situation we've been kind of talking about past couple weeks, and of course your Milwaukee Bucks, who are going into round two here. Oh yeah. It's pretty exciting. Can't wait. Um, so, I'm I mean, interested we, to hear uh, from a Packers fan what this whole Aaron Rodgers saga is going to be. I'm very interested. Me losing Tom Brady, I want to hear it from your side to see how you feel because I know how I felt, okay? So, like, <laughs> let's see how it goes. Yeah, I got a few things to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, like, last week, like, the past couple weeks, we can kind of just hop right into the NBA playoffs, which are in full effect right now. Oh, yeah. um, I mean... Go ahead. What's what's the? I know there's a couple series have ended here, Vern. Uh, what do you have? So far, I think. I mean, as of this recording, there could potentially be four series that are or five series that are over. But as of right now, when we're recording, the only series that are done are Milwaukee beat the Heat. They swept them. Uh, that's new since the last time. Just swept them right out. They were defending champ or championship game. You know, def- <laughs> you know, they were in the finals and now they're swept out. Knocked so. out in the first round. Bubble basketball, and it might be, we'll get to this, but the defending champions might be out the first round as well, but we'll yeah. get to that. Brooklyn ended up beating Boston four games to one, coming yep. through. That, that, trio, that trio, man. It's, it's dangerous. It's, it's, it's very scary. Um, and then Philly is up three games to one on Washington. They could uh, end that could tonight. End, could end Atlanta up three games to one on New York, which is the pleasant surprise of the playoffs so far because Mm -hmm. I thought New York was going to be killing it, but that could also end tonight. Utah versus Memphis up 3-1. That could end tonight as well. And then um, we also have a game five of the Clippers in Dallas that is tonight. That series is tied 2-2, so um, that's going to swing one way or the other there. Um, And then unfortunately, my Lakers did lose. Last night to Phoenix. <laughs> so now Phoenix is up 3-2, having a pretty strong yeah. lead on this series here. Starting starting to look a little dark over there starting in L.A. right dark. now. I've, I've been on a very crazy emotional roller coaster for this entire series. You know what I mean? <laughs> the entire series. But Denver versus Portland tied up 2-2. Denver ended up winning a crazy Man, game last night. That was a wild game. Dame dropped, what, 55? Yeah, Something like that. Like, like I believe it was fifty-five, and then he had like two buzzer beaters in the first overtime, and then like in double overtime. Incredible, bro! Like Damian Lillard. Crazy. This, if Alex, if you're listening, I'm giving Damian Lillard the respect he deserves, man. He's he's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but I did want to hop back up and get his perspective on what he thinks about Milwaukee here sweeping uh, Miami first round. Absolutely. Um, I was I was kind of surprised, honestly. I mean, I after what happened last year, um, mm-hmm. but like you said, bubble basketball, man. Bubble basketball. Um, this is yeah. man playoffs now. <laughs> and I just kind of want to. I just kind of want to say, tell them uh, if there are any Bucks fans out there that are watching it, you have no more reason to bitch about Chris Middleton. That man mm-hmm. has come through, and um, you know Giannis is 
looking like Giannis, of course. But I mean, it's this next round is going to be no cupcake. That team, the Nets, is stacked from top to oh, bottom. It's going to be that's going to be a very good series. I am looking very forward to it because I think we're going to see some damn <laughs> good basketball. Well, I did see that I did have here like the Bucks. Um, Dante Devencio, um, he's out the season with a like a uh, tendon injury in his foot. And I know he was like kind of a depth player, like a role player. So, I mean, hopefully that doesn't affect you guys too much, you know, with momentum. Yeah, I'm hoping not either. I mean, Dante is definitely, he was a key piece, but I'm hoping that they can pick it up off the bench. I mean, I was kind of, uh, you know, worried about the Drew Holiday trade, you know, because we really gave up a lot of bench depth because, in my opinion, we had the best bench in the league. Yeah. So, but, I mean, there have been other players that have stepped up, and we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping. Yeah, you guys had a vendetta against them Heat. <laughs> like, you guys, like, you were not taking nothing, like, no chances. You just, like, took it to them every the single Heat game. Party was supposed to be there last year. Like, that was Milwaukee's championship <laughs> yeah. to, to win or lose, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was a surprise that Miami even got past them. So I, I like what Milwaukee did. You come back next year and handle business, like, yeah. immediately. That was yeah. nice. I called it. I said I was like, "This is gonna be a six-game series." I, I, right now, it's gonna, it's not gonna be pretty stuff like that. And then we're up like three nothing, and I'm like, "Could we sweep this?" <laughs> Just like I watched like all of Game Three, which I hadn't been doing the other two games, and I mean, they are just. It looked like Miami did not deserve to be there. I mean, yeah. right. They're bullying them. And this is what I was telling Alex is Milwaukee is a team that I think will bully the shit out of Brooklyn. They really will bully Brooklyn. I think they can too. We'll see what that comes what comes of that, you know, because Brooklyn still puts up points regardless, but they they haven't they haven't really faced ah I mean it's like they they played them, but like I just want to see a a seven game series of this because that's not neither of these teams are gonna be swept in this next round here. No, I'd call it seven. One Seven thing that's games. on the Bucks side is like they have all that momentum and they all that like from the sweep and like they they're already like excited to go into it. So I mean like and they have some time now like they finished the sweep. They have some time before that that round two for that game one. So I mean like it seems like the momentum is on the Bucks side, but I mean you also got Kyrie, Harden, and KD on the net. So I mean who knows what could happen? But I mean if anybody could stop them, I think it's the Bucks that can do it. Yeah, I mean, this is honestly, this is the only team that I'm kind of worried about on the east side. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of with the Knicks. I mean, I'm kind of, eh, but I mean, I, as far as I know, they still have to survive, don't they? I, I, they have yeah, they're down. Yeah, they're, they're down, down three one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was scared with the Knicks, but, you know, even if they don't make it, it's still, we'll see, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, be, you guys uh, got a lot to prove, too, because, I mean, it's been the past couple seasons where you guys, like, you win a round or two and then get knocked out for some, you know, who knows. Like, last year was the Heat for some, like, nobody expected the Heat to knock the Bucks out last year. But, I mean, it just seems like on top of the momentum you have, you also got something to prove this year, like Giannis and the rest of the Bucks exactly. team. So, I mean, you guys you guys could do some damage here in the playoffs, man. It could be the sneaky, sneaky be... peak. Like, even though they shouldn't be, they should get more respect to that. You know, they yeah. could be the team where, oh, shit, they just beat Brooklyn in the second round. Like, yeah, oh, I'm Brooklyn hoping we're, we're the Miami this year. I'm the uh, said last year. I'm hoping that we're Miami, but we take it all the way. So Yeah, I mean, but... you might not have too much to worry about because, I mean, if, if, if you guys are able to beat the Nets, the Sixers could be out. 
by that. Yeah, like, who Joel knows Embiid? what's going on? Joel Embiid apparently has a partly torn meniscus or something today, like oh, they announced. Um, they say he's day-to-day because he's not doing surgery on it. But, I mean, man, you have a whole, like, you have a lot of playoffs left. And yeah. I don't know how, like, you saw they lost to the Wizards without Embiid. Like, when he <laughs> went out, they lost. So, I mean, what's going to happen if they have to, to go the Wizards. without To the Wizards, yeah. Right. When you got to face a tougher opponent, what are you going to do? You know, so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I think if the no, Bucks man. make it past the Nets, they're going to the finals. Yeah. I and, see that for sure. And our head, our head coach had kind of better hope with that because from what I've been hearing, the front office is like, if you don't make a deep playoff run, Mike Budenholzer, you're out. You know, I mean, Jeez. like some Brad so, and shit. Yeah, they and that's said crazy because that. you guys are like consistently good. Like Giannis, oh, yeah. MVPs. You guys go to the playoffs every year, but I mean, it's still like, all right, you can't win a chip. Still, you're out, I guess. But mm-hmm. damn, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that though. Like they might get rid of him. Yeah, that was said like uh, mid, like mid-year, maybe you know, towards you know, playoff time. But I mean, yeah. it remains to be seen. I mean, I think Budenholzer is a good coach, in my opinion. But I mean, also, like you guys have said, we've had a team that's been built to at least get to the finals just about every year for the past Damn. how many years now? Every year, man. Yeah, you guys have been consistent. One of the most consistent teams, I I think, in the league. Just for some reason, like. You're having trouble getting over that hump, like how the Celtics were for a while, too. Yeah. It's like they were contenders every year, but for some reason, they just couldn't get past like the second round or third round. Yep, that's just how it is. But I mean, like I said, I, I look forward to this next series. You know, when I found out, uh, I believe it was last night that they were playing the Nets, I was like, yes, here we go. Yeah, that's that's going to be, be a damn good series. I'm excited for that series. <laughs> I was worried we were going to have to wait all the way to, you know, to the end, you know, the Eastern Conference Championship. And I was like, all right, we're getting it early. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. And that game's Saturday. So yeah, Saturday at 7.30 is when that round starts. And we do have two Game 7s that day, if necessary, um, if the Lakers somehow win Game 6, and if Portland w- beats the Nuggets in Game 6. Those both will be on Saturday as well. But um, I'm looking, f- I'm still looking forward to that game, man. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be a very good game. I'm definitely going to watch that one. Um, next game, Vern, I, I definitely want to hear your opinion, man, on what happened last night. Uh, All right, the so, Lakers oh, got oh, what happened down last by them night? Suns. Yeah. What happened last night was uh, a trouncing, an ass whooping, uh, a push your face down in the dirt and make you eat the dirt and then take your hand up off and say, eat the dirt and you still eat the dirt type of ass whooping I, last night. I didn't bro. get to watch the first, like, I was I was playing uh, Resident Evil for a while and I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to turn on the game for a little bit and I checked the score and you guys were down by 30 at that point. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this game. <laughs> I, I watched it. I, watched I knew it. you were watching it. <laughs> and it's I funny because it. I, I started playing like Madden then. And then like, it was like the fourth quarter. Cause I kept looking at the score just to like, see if you guys would maybe come back or whatever. And then I just saw like, eventually saw your name pop up on PlayStation. I'm like, Oh, he might've turned the game off. By Yo, now. <laughs> I pulled a LeBron James. I turned the game off of like five minutes, six minutes left. Like I tur- I actually turned it off before he left the arena. So I didn't get to see that live. I just yeah, saw the pictures left. of it where he left the bench early. But like, I, I turned the shit off when, because it was still third. I was just like, I can't, I can't even. I just, I turned <laughs> shit off, bro. And you saw, I hopped on PlayStation, I laid down, turned on YouTube. I was like, I'm yeah. just going to sleep, man. I'm just fucking, I'm just going to sleep, man. Like, I was, what? And 
I mean, to be honest, I know that like you had AD out, but I saw that like Caldwell Pope was going to be playing, and I was like, okay, maybe if he starts shooting his shots like Braun was telling him to, maybe they, they could like start making them three pointers and catch up or but man, nope. I don't know what happened. Schroeder had like zero points. Schroeder had a big old goose egg, bro. Like and Scott, I'll I'll hit on Schroeder a little bit more in my bias bubble. Okay. I'll talk yeah. talk about Schroeder a little bit more later. Okay. I'll say that later. <laughs> but as far as that game, Chris Paul was back. He was he was he was hitting threes, man. Like he was hitting some nice shots, even though he was a little hesitant at time. Like Chris Paul is a huge difference on that team, even if it's just the leadership energy that he brings. You yeah, have all these young bulls on Phoenix, because I don't want to discredit Phoenix at all. They were killing it last night. They were hitting everything. Cameron Payne was hitting threes. Uh, the yeah, bull, the I don't young know who bull. that was. That must have been a different Cameron Payne than the yeah, one I don't who was know. on Oklahoma and the Bulls. I don't know where play. this guy came from, <laughs> but like apparently Cameron Payne could all of a sudden play basketball. So he's he's balling right now. <laughs> Devin Booker showed up, which they needed. You know, the only thing that I think we have going forward for us would be Game Six is in LA. I did see today also that it's a possibility that AD will not be playing as well. Exactly. Apparently, LeBron encouraged him not to play in Game 5 because of... To hopefully LeBron. have him for Game 6. Well, LeBron's dealt with the groin injury last year, and he was, like, telling him, like, I don't rush don't rush this back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck this finals, like, type of shit. Like, I dealt with the same injury. Like, like don't rush this back. You know, so, like... He's thinking long-term. Exactly. Like, so I did see that LeBron did occur- encourage him not to play because he said he was going to try to play through it, apparently. Uh, but he encouraged him not to play. Yeah, because I saw but, he was like at shoot around and stuff. Like he walked right. out. Like, and he was trying, but he was like, like you could see it on his face every time he would step. Like it wasn't, it wasn't right. So he just shut it down. And then Charles Barkley called him, playing clothes. Like <laughs> I was sitting here watching the halftime show. My son, and I got a list of the Charles Barkley call Anthony Davis playing clothes. But it is what it is. But that game was very disappointing. But from the start, I saw it evolving into what it eventually was. So yeah, it's. It, it doesn't look good. LeBron doesn't seem to be in takeover mode. He's in such a passive mode. It's crazy to see well, it. I know that he's been kind of dealing with like that ankle injury still, right? It's still like right. a nagging injury. Exactly, which makes it makes me think like the injury is worse than you really think it is. You know, yeah. like then I like, mean, he still the- had 24 points and he, he had some decent stats still. It's just he's not like able to, you know, take over the game right now and be like that over. guy right now exactly because before the game he had it was the lowest scoring playoffs like yeah series of his career you know it was i think what was it was 20 some points 21.8 was the lowest and that was back in the uh, 2011 finals with the mavs yeah actually the 2011 finals was 17.8 but like still it lebron isn't playing peak lebron basketball and we're not winning without that yeah but that's crazy that's yeah. pretty much as far. You got any other NBA news or hit on any of these other games? Yeah, I mean, what do you think is going to happen with this uh, Clippers-Mavs game? Apparently, like, Luka's been dealing with, like, a, some kind of neck injury. And, I mean, the Clippers kind of might – they found their groove a little bit. They, they fought back and got serious tied up now. Now that the Clippers are – you know, Stella's got their groove back and um, Luka <laughs> is hurt, I think the Clippers win this series – the Mavs aren't going to win it with a, a hurt Luka. Luka's the superstar, you know? Yeah. And apparently yeah, it's I've, more injury. 
outside of Giannis, Luca is my favorite player. Like I said, right outside of Giannis, he's mm-hmm. he is my favorite player. I think he's going to be able to turn that franchise around definitely uh, as long as he stays, which I think he will. But yeah. I think he will too. Yeah, I think like the, another superstar there with him or something. That'd be crazy. Like yeah, that's give him some help. Yeah, he might be my favorite player. To be honest with you, like the more and more. <laughs> Luca is the shit, bro. Like he is so good, I, and I love, I love Anthony Davis and LeBron James, obviously. But like for favorite player, it was Kobe. Kobe's been my favorite player for twenty years. You know, like I'm not gonna just be like, oh, LeBron's my favorite now. Like I love LeBron. Don't get me wrong, but favorite player, I I might give it to Luca, man. Every time I see Luca balling, it makes me smile. It's just like he's so smooth with it. His story, the way he played and balled in Europe and then came over here, and now he's a young boy and he's balling over here. So I'm with you, man. Luca is amazing. Luca is awesome. He is. I mean, I have, like I said, I haven't been following basketball too long, but, you know, when I started following, it was just like I watch him and he's just, like you said, he's so smooth in how he plays and, mm-hmm. and also how he carries himself. He, like, is just like, I'm out here to play basketball, not here for the drama. Like, I'm just here to ball out, and I think that's, I think that's awesome. Right, me too, man. Yeah, it's so crazy how, because I remember that quote he had where he was like, "NBA is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be." Like whenever he came into the <laughs> league, because he, he was already playing with these grown dudes in Europe, like winning championships, and right? he comes into the NBA and he's just like transitioned so smoothly, and he, now he's balling. I mean, it's like only like two or three years into the league here, but just a natural talent. Who knows what he's going to be like in like five years, six exactly. years. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite players is Dame, and that who went off last night. He um, off, and it, it sucks that they weren't able to win that game. I know, like, I think it was CJ McCollum ended up stepping out of bounds and turned the ball over. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it seemed like the, the rest of the team kind of let Dame down on that but one CJ last night. But CJ hit some big shots at the end of the game, too, to even he help did. him get in that position. He did. You know, but. But you're right. Like it, it, Dame was in hero mode last night when they needed it. But like, the he wasn't the one that lost the game for him necessarily. I mean, yeah. You know. And it's sad to say, but I don't. I don't think Portland's going to be coming back and winning this series again. I think the Nuggets are just too good for them mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Even without yeah. uh, what's his name? Is it Murray? Jamal Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Even without him, man. I mean, the Nuggets are just so good because he's got Aaron Gordon still. Right. Got uh, Joker. Austin Rivers, even though he's not great, he's a good piece, man. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that picture of Austin Rivers last night? Oh, he's praying. <laughs> yeah, after like, he missed it. Because <laughs> if you look at that replay, if you actually look at the video from the picture, like you can see he's just like, as soon as Dame misses that shot, Austin Rivers is just like, thank God. Because like he, and then Austin Rivers actually has a picture of that he posted on Instagram and captioned that he explained it like, he could not miss. I it was it was incredible to guard Damian. Like he, that dude is unreal. Like t- giving Dame so much praise, but like with the picture of him saying like thank God that he missed. Like it, yeah. it's a great picture. Look into that shit if you get a chance. It was really man. cool. And man, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with Alex. Is like man, the Trailblazers just need like that organization needs to do something around Dame yeah. and something around CJ as well. Like. They're just kind of bringing little pieces in here every year or whatever, thinking that maybe that'll work. But, man, you need to bring in, like, a, a nice big man. Bring right, in, yeah. like, a really good center or something. Like, you guys, they need that. Because, I mean, back whenever – I don't think CJ was there maybe. I don't remember. But whenever Aldridge was on there, they were balling. Like, 
when Aldridge and Dame were there. I don't remember if CJ was there yet or not. Might have he might have been. He might have been a young bull. Um, but yeah, I think that the Trailblazers just need a really good big man, and that's that could just even that could just help them their chances in the playoffs. But it, it seems to me like with with the Trailblazers, it always seems like they were always one or two pieces away from getting over that hump, and that's yeah. what was crazy to me. Like because Dame is so loyal to Portland, he's not going to leave. Like yeah. I wouldn't think he would. But it always just seemed like Portland front office. You guys need to figure this out because you are yeah. right there. Like you're it, wasting it this dude's career. Exactly. And like it's not like he's he only. It's like wishy washy. Like when it comes playoff time, it's Dame time, and he's <laughs> falling. He's doing whatever it takes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's doing whatever it takes when it comes playoff time, man. And like all you need is like one really good piece, and I feel like it shouldn't be that hard to bring somebody in to play with Dame. Cause wow. I mean, they're, they're consistently in the playoffs like every year. Hey, I, I, I have nothing bad to say about Damian Lillard, even though I was arguing that I think Luca is better, you know, but maybe like, and maybe not right now, maybe right now, Alex is right. Damian Lillard is better overall than Luca, you know what yeah. I mean? But, but that's just because Dame is freak of nature, man. He's, He's incredible. <laughs> it's crazy, and that's it. Might also be an in the moment type of thing where Lucas Hurdy and Ballin, where Dame just dropped fifty five points last night. So we're like, oh my god, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So I love Damian Lillard. I just think, in the grand scheme of things, like you say, he's not going to leave Portland. There's no way he's leaving Portland. No. Yeah. They're they going to have to give him more help. Him. They got to yeah. give him more help. I agree. Um, is there any other games you want to cover, man? Anything um, else you want to talk about? I do have other news. I just didn't know if there's any other games you want to talk about. I, I actually had a question for Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Russell Westbrook um, out-of-bounds call against the Sixers uh, the other night? The other night? I don't. I thought he was in bounds. Like, I thought Me too. His, I, thought, I think his heel was still up. Like, I don't yeah. think he ever stepped out of bounds. But, I mean... That's just one of them calls, man. <laughs> like yeah. you see them all the time, and I mean, like I'm not a I'm a Sixers hater. At like at this point, I just I <laughs> the other day on Twitter I posted that That's Sixers, why I had to ask. Sixers fans <laughs> are the Cowboy fans of the NBA because every year is their year. They think beating up on the worst team in the playoffs <laughs> is going to solidifies them as the greatest. And I mean, and and Bede got hurt in that game, and then Washington came back and won this last game. And the fans were saying, like, complaining about, like, Washington pushing and, like, not playing fair or whatever. Like, now you guys are losing. That's whenever you're going to start complaining. Right. <laughs> uh, I've seen that highlight, and I was like, you know what? The next time I'm on the show, I'm just going to ask why. Just because I know he hates the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, it, like... I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's – I feel like there's those kind of calls on every team and every series, oh, though. Yeah. Like, no matter where you go. So, I mean, I wasn't too surprised. But, at, like, looking at it, because they, they played it in slow motion at the angle, I was like, that's definitely not, like, that's it not out of bounds. Like it it, it was didn't look out of bounds. Very questionable. But, yeah, I mean, it is BS, though. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other news I had here, um, KD, Kyrie, and Harden combined for 104 the other night. 104 points. I mean, last week we talked with Alex how they, had, they combined for, like, 83. And now right. they upped it. 104 for a game. And just for, for reference, the Lakers scored 85 points last night. Just <laughs> and then just two players on the Nets scored more than that. Like, that's <laughs> wild. That is wild to me. Um, before the Clippers came back, 
Uh, the Clippers lost five straight playoff games, and they're the only team in 30 seasons to do that as the favorites entering every game. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> as the favorites every single game, they they lost five playoff games straight. That's a trend. Now you had to bet on that. That is wild. Um, and I don't know if you saw this. This was like, I feel like this was a savage move, but I could also see kind of the the motive behind it. Um, apparently, the Timberwolves took D'Angelo Russell and Jalen Noel um, to the Lakers game one to be in a hectic playoff environment. <laughs> what? Yeah. Apparently, the Timberwolves paid to get D'Angelo Russell and Jalen Noel to the Lakers game one just to see what it's like to be in a hectic playoff environment. And I'm like, I, I could see the good I motive behind good... it, but looking out from the like outside, I'm like, that's dirty. Like that's, that's like, some, like <laughs> look, you want to go? You want to learn how to, how it sounds? Let me buy you some tickets to a Lakers game. Go ahead. I'm sure they meant that's... well, but I don't know if they took it that way. That's messed up, man. That's a, that's like a baseball pitcher, you know, like a closer in baseball, and you just put like speakers around the mound, just of the crowd like going at you. Like, yeah, you're trading them for it, but. When it comes to basketball and going that far, it's like, whoa. This is what it's like if you were actually in the playoffs. Like front office <laughs> is playing dad or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of some crazy stuff, these fans are be are wiling right They're now. Out of control. They're out of control. Like <laughs> maybe maybe we should start limiting some of these fans <laughs> in these stadiums now or, or something. You might have to go back. Go back a step because it's getting a little too out of hand. You let the restrictions be lifted. You have them throwing popcorn at people. You have them throwing water bottles. You got them running onto the court. <laughs> like, what's next? What's well, next? Build it up to another malice in the palace. Oh, oh gosh. I hope not. <laughs> I hope no, not. Man. Um, but yeah, that's crazy, dude. And apparently the NBA informed teams of today about new measures regarding fan misconduct. Um, apparently, in addition to bans, teams and arenas encouraged to develop processes for pursuing law violations. Um, the code of conduct announcement is now to be made three times during the games. <laughs> that's <laughs> over ridiculous. The loudspeakers. Um, and apparently every arena is going to have enhanced security deployment. Good. From they yeah. are immediately doing something about it. Yeah, they're immediately, you know, taking care of it um, as of right now. Um, and, of course, breaking news as of today, um, the Celtics made it official. Uh, Danny Ainge is retiring. Um, and Brad Stevens is now moving into the president of basketball operations. He's not going to be the head coach. He's actually going to be looking for a new head coach of the Celtics here huh. for the next season. And it's crazy that Danny Ainge, like, let's just stop on that for a moment. Him retiring yeah. is a huge deal. You know, regardless of this, he, if he was being replaced by Brad Stevens, like, that's huge. That dude's had his hands in everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so many, so many championships. You know, like that that dude right there, he had a legendary, legendary basketball career. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, it just kind of like hasn't gone anywhere the past. You know, they've been somewhat consistent, but it's not like they haven't made any like great strides. They haven't been right. to the finals here recently. Yeah. Um, and apparently the list here, they have Lakers assistant coach Jason Kidd and former Hawks coach Lloyd Pierce as expected candidates for the head coaching okay. job. Okay. 
So who knows what's going to happen there. Um, and the last bit of basketball news I have um, isn't really for the NBA, but it is college and like the Olympic team. Um, Coach K announced that after the season, he's going to be retiring. Heard about Which that. Which is another legendary career in its yes. Exactly. Another legendary career. Um, I do have his stats here. He has five national titles, 12 Final Four appearances, 12 ACC regular season titles, and 15 ACC tournament championships. And he also has the most wins ever with 1,170. Oh, my God. Jeez. So, I mean, he's going out on top. Like, dude's had such a great career. I mean, he's also won how many gold medals with, like, the USA basketball team. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll do that at all anymore, but, um, you know, that that's, like you said, Coach K, legendary career. 12 Final Fours, that's crazy. 12, yeah. 12 times you navigated that field and made and it to the won Final five Four. times. And you yeah. won it five times. <laughs> yeah. that That is wild, man. Um, and the last bit of news I had here was just involving Damian Lillard, um, just some stats. Um, he's the first player in NBA history with at least 50 points, 10 assists, and 10 three-pointers in a game. Regular season or playoffs. So, <laughs> um, and he also set the NBA postseason record for three pointers made in a game at twelve. And I think just he beat last Clay. Night. Yeah, just last night. So I think it was Clay Thompson's record he beat for, okay. the, for most threes in a game. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but that's all the NBA news that I have here. Um, I do have some like other like NHL stuff, but of course we'll hop into. NFL news, because I actually have surprisingly oh. decent NFL news here. Um, but before we get into anything too crazy, let's talk about your main man, Aaron Rodgers, since you are a huge Packers fan. Um, what's going on in, in Green Bay? What's going on with your boy, man? I'm an, I'm a known Aaron Rodgers fan, too. Like, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I know Vern does, too. It's Alex Hell does yeah. like Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, what have you been hearing here from, from Green Bay? So, um, basically, so backing up a little bit with the whole Adam Schefter stuff. Um, now, I mean, that was kind of released that he said, you know, oh, well, this was a story that's been ongoing. Well, yeah, this, I mean, if you're a diehard Packers fan, you knew this story was ongoing since the draft last year, you know, mm-hmm. we all knew Rogers wasn't going to be happy with the pick, but yeah. like, so, I mean, with everything going on, I mean, I, I, with Rodgers, I get his pain. I get, yeah. you know, as a fan, I've watched him go to NFC Championship game after every after NFC Championship game. And it's just like over and over. And a lot of people have called me, you know, oh, we're just so Aaron Rodgers biased. No, that's not the thing. Like, because honestly, if, if I'm being honest... Rodgers kind of lost us the NFC Championship game last year. You know, he was he sat on the sidelines to defense, get me a stop. The defense got him, what, two, three stops in a row? Yeah. And Rodgers couldn't do anything with it. And, but... And then, like, thing is, wasn't it Then LaFleur, like, went for the field goal mm-hmm. towards the end of that game? Yep, and it just... You know, I, th- I think it's been building up. Um, I kind of said to other people, like, from the get-go... With Rodgers, I said if he wins MVP, the reason he is doing this is to stick it to Green Bay. Like, what are you going to do now? Yeah, you know, right. and he and he said that in uh, the Kenny Maine's final episode. You know, I stayed up to watch it. You know, and but I knew going into it, you know, I was like, he's not going to say anything. I know Rodgers; he's so like 
passive aggressive and it's yeah. like he's gonna avoid the questions he has like little hints because i mean we talked about where he said like i love the players i love the coaches and then he just like continued on he like didn't even say anything about the off-run office or anything like that he's just like i love the players and i love the coaches and then just kind of moved on but like he yeah, left that I... front office out of there so he's kind of like just leaving like little hints here and there like there is some kind of issue with the front office yeah, and I kind of caught on to that right away. I mean, and it's, you know, and I believe what he says. I don't think he hates Jordan. You know, it's it's more or less Jordan yeah. stuck in the situation. Exactly. And I My thing is, is I've heard that they've given him, you know, the money to be the most paid quarterback in the NFL. I heard that's been offered to him. He's turned that down. It's not about money. No, it, it really isn't. Like, Rodgers just wants to be secure in his job. He wants to know that, you know, he can walk away on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like how Vernon, you said at the beginning of the podcast about Brady. You know, Brady was able to, you know, when his contract went out, he had the, you know, the pick of the crop, as you may say. You know, he freed him too. Yeah. Now, do I think that they're going to trade him? No, I don't. Uh, a lot of people are saying Denver, Denver, Denver. Yeah. I can see it. I honestly, it makes sense. And it really does. I mean, I've seen like returns for us for like, three first round picks, you know, the next three years. Well, the problem with that is, is it's in the CBA that they cannot go past three years. They can't take three year, three future picks or the Rams would not have a first round pick until probably 2040. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, like I said, it makes sense. Um, Tuesday is going to be the big factor. Tuesday starts mandatory mini camps. It's no longer I saw that. Yeah. It's no longer optional because and I get why people were concerned because OTAs started, you know, last week and Rogers yeah. didn't show up and it's like he's never not missed an OTA. Yeah. To us, yeah, it's a he's big out deal. There. He's over in Hawaii hanging out and partying he's and stuff. In a karaoke like singing Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, to us, it's a, it's a big deal because he's missing out on $500,000. You know, that's part of his workout bonus. Yeah. The other thing is, is our entire wide receiver squad skipped as well. Yeah. Devontae, Which is, like, is that coordinated or what? what's going on? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe they're kind of behind Rodgers on this. Like, look, you need to sign this man and make sure he gets what he wants, his job security. You know, he's the MVP. He deserves it. Yeah. And help build around him some more. Like, give him some, like, more weapons. Give him some help on defense. Like, whatever he needs. Like, ask for some input. It seems like they never ask for his input on stuff. That's the way, like, the media wants to portray it. Exactly. They don't kind of let his, like, him in on what they're planning to do. Because I've seen from another source that says that actually our GM, Brian Gutekunst, they said that he won't even take Matt LaFleur's, like, input on things. And so I don't mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know how that is. Sounds but like I mean, Allie Roseman. Yeah. And <laughs> so, but like you said about weapons, you know, like one thing I don't agree with with Rodgers is Rodgers wanted to keep Jake Kumaro, you know, a couple years back. I remember he that. Keep, yeah. He wanted to keep Jordy like too. After he like was saying how, how he loved playing with him and how he's such a great receiver. It was like the week after you guys like let him go or yeah. or something. And that's where I have to kind of disagree with Rodgers. Like, yeah, I know he had a good, you know, repertoire with you, but he was nothing more than, like, fourth string. 
Yeah. You know, that that was the thing. You know, you're kind of putting your personal relationships, you know, when it came to your job. But, I mean, as far as weapons goes, I mean, if we could find a way to trade for Julio, I don't think I would complain. But yeah. we are only $4 million under the cap. That means we are going to have to adjust, 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 you know. So, and yeah. the thing is, is we got to re, we want to restructure Rodgers and we want to restructure Devontae, but Devontae doesn't want to restructure unless Rodgers is on the team. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. I always but I thought think the Rodgers situation was like Dame. Well, we were talking about a Dame where he's like, he's so loyal and he's just like, help me. Help me win so I can, like, help you guys. Like, come on, help me help you type of thing. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's loyal. He wants to be there. But, like, man, help, like, give him every chance he can to win. Where it's, like, I know what you're saying. It, it might have been on Rodgers, like, the way they went out last year. But, I mean, it just seems like it's always something. Like, because you guys went to two straight conference championships, which is, like, yeah. unless you're Tom Brady and the Patriots, that's not an easy feat to do. <laughs> so I mean, hey, who knows? Not anymore. I mean, so I mean, I wouldn't blame solely on Rodgers. I just like, I mean, you do got Lazard and you got like Eric Jones and Devontae, but man, if you had like another like dope wide receiver two or something, I don't know. Like, ah, uh, I don't know. That's where like the Jordan Love pick comes, and it's nothing. It's nothing against Jordan Love, but like you could have used that first rounder for like a weapon or something. Exactly, because if I remember it playing out i mean it's just there were like rogers said after the draft you know they they, they asked him about the pick and stuff and yeah he kind of he basically said he liked t higgins from clemson you know that eventually went to cincinnati but like it's there again you know like why wasn't his input put in you know yeah. because they have admitted that they did not talk to Rodgers about the whole quarterback controversy. And I don't know if you guys had seen, but Alex Smith was on um, The Herd with Colin Cowherd a couple yeah. days ago. And he said what Green Bay is doing to Rodgers is just, like, absolutely yeah, inexcusable. Yeah. Inexcusable, yeah. And I got to agree with Alex because then he asked him, he said, did they tell you about the Patrick Mahomes? And they said, he goes, oh, yeah, multiple times. He said, this, they were like, this, is, this, this is the direction we're thinking about going if he is here. You know, are you okay with that? And Alex is like, yes, I'm okay with it. You know, like, it's, you know, he, he was more or less like, it's going to happen. Know. Right. They let him know this is the direction we're going. Do you want to be a part of it until we get there? You know? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. If Rogers, I mean, Rogers being who he is, if he said no, you know, like, I want a wide receiver. I want more weapons. You know, go get it. And they turn around and backstab Rodgers. That's on Green Bay. That mm -hmm. ain't, you know... Then uh, then that's this whole situation is I don't blame Rodgers. But, you know, it's just a very sticky situation. I, I hope it gets figured out. If not, I'm... Ever since I've been a Packers fan, since the age of probably five or six, I'm going to be looking at the seller. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Would you be comfortable with Jordan Love under center if they had to? I can't say I can't say that I would be, um, only because he didn't play at all last year. He was a healthy scratch all sixteen games. Yeah. Um, they of course didn't have training camp. They didn't have preseason. You know, so he hasn't even gotten first team reps. So yeah. you know, there's that, and there were multiple videos last year of like Rodgers was like, you know, they were doing QB drills and. You know, Rodgers, of course, is hitting 
everything, you know, how yeah. pinpointed accuracy he has. And they showed love, and love is like wide left, wide right, just like missing everything in between. Yeah. But I, I don't know that come I, with reps and stuff too. Like it, he was yeah. a rookie. So, I mean, I mean, I did hear that he's been doing really well in your guys' training camp, like the OTAs and stuff so far. So, I mean, I, I totally understand the skepticism like behind it, though. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's going to be different. I mean, it, if if Rodgers is not there, you know, whatever he decides to do, because, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to my brother about it, and, you know, I said to him, he, you know, he kind of wanted my opinion. And this was, like, after the videos from, you know, Hawaii were released, you know, that of what he yeah. was doing and stuff like that. And I said to my brother, I said, you know, I said, I don't think I would be mad if Rodgers said, you know what, I'm done. You know, this is a career. This is it. Yeah. I said, because in the long run, I said, watching Rodgers be in Hawaii, you know, with his with his fiance and stuff like that, he looks genuinely happy. Yeah. You know, he looks like, you know, he's having the time of his life. I remember, like, we talked about it on the show last year, like, during the season where, like, he had an interview where he was just saying that, like, he's never, he's felt happy and he felt like he was actually at peace for once in his life where he actually feels like he is in the position he's supposed to be in. He's comfortable playing. He feels like relaxed, more relaxed than he's ever been. And I mean, it's, it shows, I mean, it seems like he's having a lot more fun when they're playing even outside of it. Like he's out here doing jeopardy, going on vacation, having fun doing karaoke and stuff. It seems like Aaron Rodgers that it's like, it's the perfect place in his life. And I feel like if he retired, he'd be totally content with doing that, especially going out as an yeah. MVP, man. Right. He'd be just fine with that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that definitely. would be wild if that happened though. If he was just like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck green Bay. I mean, and I would have no real will feelings towards him because I was, I was, you know, uh, I don't remember how many years old when we went through the whole Brett Favre debacle. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, because a lot of people have, you know, it, I told him I was a Packers fan that, you know, one of the questions was, who'd you like more, Favre or Rodgers? I'm like, Rodgers, hands down. <laughs> and they're like, why? I said, one, because Favre was a Viking. And two, it just, I, I've been so blessed with Rodgers the past 16 years. Rodgers yeah. doesn't throw a whole lot of interceptions. Favre did. Yeah. Know? So <laughs> there were how many said, times like, what was the quote he said that he didn't even start learning how to read defenses until like late in his career and stuff like yeah. how did you even get away with doing that kind of stuff gunslinging just slinging it just and someone could catch it. <laughs> <laughs> i feel you though i i'm sure that you would rather him retire than go to another team like yeah sure. and, and win a super bowl yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would much rather him retire than go to another team and win a Super Bowl. I mean, I kind of know. I don't know how it is, like, on your level, Vern, of course. or like, But I remember, like, when McNabb ended up leaving the Eagles. And he, like, went to the Vikings and then, like, went to the Redskins. Or the Washington No-Name. Sorry. Can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, uh, it's it, it hurt. But, like, it's different with Carson where I'm happy where he's on in Indy now because how shitty Philly treated him. But I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Go. I hope you do well yeah. in Indy. It's a little different. I wish him the best. Whereas, like, I know Vern, he was, oh, I, I can't imagine that feeling at first. And now, like, he goes and wins the Super Bowl. He's out of time of his life. He's, he's, on, like, he, he's on, got married, had found something new. And you got to watch him be happy, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's the feeling. It's like you just got to watch the ex-girlfriend be happy and prosper, and you can't do nothing about it. You're just like, damn. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it could have been it could have been worse. I mean, he could have gone to somebody else in the AFC East. I mean, he oh, could have gone, you know, to like Miami or something. Oh, that would have been worst case scenario number one. If he would have went to Miami, that would have been the worst possible. Yeah, worst. like come on, man, really, you gonna go to Miami? <laughs> But I'm I'm really excited, you know, since we're on the whole uh, NFL thing, you know, I'm I'm really excited for some of these like matchups this year. I don't think I've ever been more excited for some matchups this year than I have, like I said, ever since watching Bro, football. And that, I I am like jonesing for some football right now, like watching yeah, training too. camp videos of like all these different teams and like what you're saying, seeing like the certain matchups on these different weeks is like it's getting me really excited, not just for Eagles football, but just for football in general. I'm ready to see some really good games. Yeah, because I mean, they I, I think they said this year is like the the year with the most Super Bowl rematches in a regular season. Oh, like, yeah. Ever. You know, we play Pittsburgh this year, so I'm, like, excited about that, you know, because ever we ever since we beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, we have not beat them in the regular season since. And it's always, oh, been, really? it's always been crazy to me because my brother's a Steelers fan, and, you know, I, I, I like to stick it to Steelers fans. But, I mean, yeah. you have that. Rodgers versus Mahomes I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, and not only that, you got so many like new te- like new look teams out here. Like it seems like there are so many moves. Like so many teams have different like new franchise quarterbacks. The uh, QBs were traded. Like Matt Stafford's on the Rams now. Golf's on the the Lions. I mean, Hertz is in Philly. You got Wentz in Indy. Uh, who knows what's going on in the Saints? Is is Jameis going to be the number one QB or is it like yeah. uh, what's his name? The other dude, the tight end. <laughs> oh, Taysom Hill. Former yeah, Packers. Yeah, Taysom Hill. So, I mean, <laughs> there's so many decent storylines this season. It's, it's going to be exciting. And I'm, I'm like, Vern, I'm with you. I'm excited for Brady to come back to Foxborough. I I mean, I watched a TikTok a couple weeks ago. This guy was selling his, uh, he was selling a couple of his season tickets, and he's selling the Brady and, uh, the, you know, Brady returning to New England and stuff. And he, I think they're charging, like, three grand a ticket or something yeah. like that i know it's like the regular tickets are oh are yeah outrageous even for the nosebleeds are outrageous yeah it's crazy man and i'm excited like for said, game week four yeah that's gonna be a good game yeah um i do have some other news here i don't know how much you have Vern, um but the first one i have here is the nfl and the nflpa are agreed to a salary cap ceiling of 208 million for the 2022 season um if it gets there that would be a 14 percent increase over this coming season at 182 million so a lot of teams i mean they fought to get below this threshold for the salary cap next year it seems like a lot of teams are going to have a lot of money to work with so there could be a lot of shake exactly. like shakeups next year too i'm sure there will be there's gonna be a lot of big signings in the offseason especially with the increase there that's crazy yeah Exactly. Yeah, not, not only that, like Green Bay, like I said, we're only four million under the cap right now, and the way that they did contracts with some of our guys this year, they backloaded everything the next year, and it's like, whew, man, like we may have to make some serious decisions next year, you know? So, yeah, I know, I know how that is, man. I think the Eagles are only like four or five mil under right now, but I mean, pending the Zach Ertz trade, I saw like with all that off the books we could have like 15 mil under the cap that we can work with and then next season 
we have finally Carson's contracts going to be off the books. So that's an extra 30 something mil added to that. Yeah. I think next year we'll have a lot, a lot of money to work with, hopefully. So who knows? Um, now, Vern, we, we're going to talk about one of your old boys here. Um, old Adam Vinatieri retired. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on a legendary career. <laughs> You're going to say that four or five times this podcast. <laughs> Three um, Super Adam, Bowls. Yeah. Or no, four total? Four total? Yeah, four total. Three with uh, us, one with the Colts? Yep. Um, he has the most points ever scored with 2,673. Um, most field goals made, 599. Total games played, 397. And Damn. consecutive field goals made, he had 44 straight. Damn, man. Thank See, you, I, man. Had to, I would have had to have played another year to get over to that 599. That would have made me mad. <laughs> I would have had, had to come back for at least one game, be like, look, sign me for one game so I could just make that one field goal. I would tire at halftime like this if a guy did. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I'm not yeah, like, game. Like, man, I just been... <laughs> he's had such a great career. He's been playing in the NFL since before Brady was in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that even tells you right there, 20-plus years, man. Right. That is wild, this dude so out here of, kicking for that long. I kind of have a crazy story about Benetieri. He was actually supposed to be a Packer before he was a Colt. Really? Uh, Yes, he was best friends with, um, I cannot think of his name right now, but he was an exec, uh, Brandt, Adam Brandt, Adam Brandt or Andrew Brandt, one of those two. Yeah. When Brandt was an executive with Green Bay, they had sat down because they were really good friends, you know, had dinner, and Green Bay had offered him more money than what the Colts did. And, like, I read this article, and, you know, he was talking about, he said, um, he said, he said, I went to bed that night thinking, Finitary is going to be a Packer to come tomorrow. You know, this is this is how well the talk went. Well, I guess like Adam called him first thing in the morning and was like, "Hey, man, I got to take this this offer from the Colts. You know, it's less money and stuff like that." He said, "But he said, I know I can prolong my career playing in a dome." He said, "Instead of being up in the freezing cold, I just that thought that was, I, I thought that was crazy. You know, it that was is like crazy. that is crazy. I didn't know that, but that makes you sense. Know, he he thought about it like." For long jet for his like career wise, it's like what it's like what Derek Rose said like a couple years ago. He said something. He's like, I want to be there to like walk walk my kids like to graduation or something. Yeah. He's like, I want to be able to be healthy enough to like walk with my kids like during their graduation and all this kind of stuff. Where it's like, man, you gotta look after himself. And I mean, that's a smart. I would have never thought of that. Right, like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's an interesting story. And I and I didn't think of it either. And it was and then like I I kept reading reading on. They're like, you know, had they signed Venetari, they wouldn't have signed Mason or they wouldn't have drafted Mason Crosby the next year. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in two thousand seven. So. so the domino effect there. You know, <laughs> if they would if he would have went to Green Bay, maybe Pat McAfee's career pans out a little bit differently. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, who who knows there? Like that's very interesting. That is very interesting. Um, do you have anything, Vern? Uh, yeah, for as NFL? far as the NFL, yeah. apparently they're looking for 18 games by 2025. Yeah, Ooh. so I mean, we haven't even gotten started to the 17-game season not yet, and now they're like, all right, we, we're shooting for 18 games. Shooting for 18 games, guys. Be ready. 19 weeks of the football season. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't even play 17 yet. These players are already mad about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Hey, whatever. More football for the fans. That's always good for the fans, but not necessarily good for the players. So, like, that's a, a interesting line to walk there. Um, Pat Mahomes is on record saying he wants twenty and zero. He wants a twenty and zero season this year. He's like, I'm trying to just 
boom, everything. I want to win every game. And win you know, <laughs> Tom Brady is trying to also because I mean, I remember he was asked like what he would. He said he would trade like two Super Bowls of his for an undefeated season. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, so, and I think both those teams could possibly do it. Like, exactly. you know, either the Chiefs or the Bucks. Who knows? They could both possibly do it. And it'll be the longest winning streak as far as in like one season there because it'll be 17 to 0 instead of 8 exactly. to 0. So it'll be a yeah. new record. But I thought that was very interesting as well. That like, is. Mahomes coming out with the confidence this year. That could be scary, to be honest. Like it's like a Aaron Rodgers when he wants to, he'll go out and win the MVP type of he's shit. A, you know, he's got a yeah. bad taste in his mouth from that Super Bowl, man. He wants uh, to come back. But speaking of Pat Mahomes, um, CBS released their top 100 NFL players, and yeah. I just jotted down the top 10 here. I'm gonna just start at 10 and go down here. Um, Josh Allen, number 10. Okay. Miles <laughs> Garrett, number nine. Russell Wilson. Number eight, Devontae Adams, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time we got some recognition for that man. That, that's all I got to say about that. Number seven, dude. Like, yeah. so that's that's great. Um, and then TJ Watt, number six, Travis Kelsey, number five, Tom Brady, number four. That asshole. And then Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, number three. So you had two Packers in the top ten. Right with that. I thought right. about that, and I was like, I'm definitely bringing this list up on the pod here, especially with you <laughs> on here. Um, yeah. Two Packers in the top ten there. And then the next two are very easy, Aaron Donald and Pat Mahomes, as far as number two and number one. So yeah, that, I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, definitely. <laughs> piggybacking onto your list, I have a list here. Um Fox NFL released the top selling NFL jerseys so far mm. going into the season. Yes. Um, number one, Tim Tebow Tim is Tebow. the number one jersey. Oh, come now, on. They, they do have like multiple, like, jer- like number one and number two are Tebow. They have the green and then the black ones, number two. So technically, it's the top two selling jerseys <laughs> in the league right now. Justin Fields is, is at number three already. Um, he's at number three and four because he got like the blue jersey, the orange jersey. Awesome. Actually, three, four, five because the white jersey is number five. Nice. And then you got Tom Brady at number six. This old motherfucker. Um, number seven is Harris from the Steelers. Number okay. eight is Justin Herbert. Number nine is Pat Mahomes. Number wow. 10 is Aaron Rodgers. Then you wow. got Devontae Smith at 11. Mm hmm. Tom Brady again at 12. God damn it. Jalen Hurts, surprisingly, at number 13. Resurgence Um, there. And then you got Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow at 14 and 15. Okay, okay. Very interesting. Like, a lot of young bulls. A lot of young bulls. Like, they didn't even name Justin Fields the starter yet. And, like, these Bear fans out here buying all the jerseys (laughs) for him already. you know, it's, it's three Buckeye fans here. You know, I know that, you know, Vernon's like, I don't give a crap. He's in the NFC. <laughs> you know, Wyatt's over here like, oh, yeah, we'll, like, face him maybe, you know, a couple years down the road. But, no, I got to I gotta watch him play us twice a year, every year. Mm-hmm. And that draft pick, I was so happy for Justin, but it was so bittersweet. I was like, why? <laughs> New England. Why? That's kind of how I felt, too. I felt like it was very bittersweet and, like, a little bit more for me personally because I, I thought he was going to land with us. But I felt like 
if he wasn't going with us, why why Chicago, man? That's where quarterbacks go to die type of like they're you know, it just I, I really hope he succeeds. I hope uh, just because like yeah. you said, the Buckeyes, like go Buckeyes. I want to see a Buckeye quarterback kill it in this league. I would love to see that. You I know? think Fields can do it too. I think he can, man. But it was definitely bittersweet seeing it. Like happy for yeah, him. Because, but oh, the Bears. Yeah, there's just been this stigma, you know, of, of Buckeye quarterbacks coming in the league and just falling flat. And it's yeah. exactly. I want him to succeed, but I don't against Green Bay. So like, <laughs> you go out and tear up Minnesota and Detroit, just leave us alone. Like, just, <laughs> you know, have subpar games, you know, maybe like one or two interceptions, throw like the same amount of touchdowns, you know, only only like 250 yards. Like, get some good you fantasy know. stats because I might draft you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I mean, but I, lose I, the I game. consider. <laughs> Um, the next bit of news here I have is apparently Jay-Z might be purchasing a stake in the Washington football team. So Jay-Z might be part owner of an NFL team here soon. He's trying to buy everything. (laughs) That shit's crazy. Right. But hey, if if I had Jay-Z type of money, I'd be trying to look at everything too, you know? Like, what am I going to do with all this All sorts of investments. (laughs) Um, the Lions defensive tackle Joel Heath. Suffered a torn ACL and OTAs, mm. which is rough, man. Um, he's going to be out looking like the whole season, pretty much, man, already. And it's only – it's not even, like, two months before the season. Like, we're not even in the mandatory minicamp yet. Um, apparently, Todd Gurley visited with Detroit. Might be okay. reuni- reuniting with Jared Goff over there. I haven't seen yeah. any any notes of, si- of a signing yet. Uh, apparently, he was there visiting, though. Okay. But man, Todd Gurley really fell off after yeah. leaving the Rams, man. The, the reason I say why is because they're like, now Detroit's starting to turn into the Eagles, man. They got so many freaking running backs, they ain't going to know what to do. <laughs> I mean, they, I know they just released Carryon Johnson, but like... He scooped them. <laughs> like, they they just drafted DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, they signed Jamal Williams from Green Bay. I guess he was our number two, but he was a solid number two and was a great feeling for Aaron Jones when he Jamal was hurt. Jamal Williams is the shit. He is awesome. He, he yeah. is. He is really but, good. I mean, as much as I'll miss him, kind of going a little off track, but as much as I miss him, this this kid, A.J. Dillon, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, man, watch oh, out. Yeah. Quadfather is coming. <laughs> dude, I saw that dude, that picture of him that came out. Dude, his... Oh my dude, his quads are so jacked. Like they're big. Like another Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, even more toned than what Holy Saquon shit. was, bro. It looks like freakish. Yeah, Vern, you will definitely have to look it up. I mean, he just said today, like they interviewed him about his legs, and he goes, "Yeah, he goes, my left leg's like this is a this is the quad father right here." He said, and then my right leg, he said, "This is Quadzilla." He said, "You know, oh, like I <laughs> I have certain workouts for each of them." So, and like, he had a TikTok video where he's out there. He put a watermelon between his legs and just snapped oh it right gosh, in half. So, I mean, crazy. like, everybody was talking about Saquon's quads. And I'm, like, looking at this guy. I'm, like, all right, <laughs> let's see what he's got his first year. And, you know, he was the one that he played for the – he played against the Titans. And he just, boom, out there trucking. And I'm, like, Derrick Henry, I know he ain't, he ain't as good as Derrick Henry yet. But, like, man, he's out there, like, saying, Derrick, I got it too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so – yeah. Uh, speaking of crowded backfields, man, the Texans just signed your boy uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex. Mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead, and now the Texans running back room is David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, and Dontrell Hilliard. 
God damn. They have oh my God. such a crowded backfield that would have been amazing like four years ago. Five right. years ago. <laughs> you know what that is? That is a fantasy football nightmare. That is what yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Go drop none of them. I, they're probably yeah. only going to have like two or three of them on the roster when they come, cut it down to 53, man. Right. Um, let me see here. Um, three-time Pro Bowler tight end Delaney Walker is working out for the 49ers. Okay. So they might have a backup tight end there for uh, George Kittle. He needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, apparently, Tua Tagovailoa. I can never say his last name. <laughs> Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I, I still just call him Tua. Tagovailoa. Um, apparently, he didn't know the playbook last season. Um, his quote was, I didn't actually know the playbook necessarily really, really good. And that's no one's fault, but my fault. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Like, this guy. <laughs> that's why well, he's getting pulled in grip of it for now. Ryan Fitzpatrick in the middle of games. Like, you don't even know how the fucking plays are. Um, interesting bit of news here. Uh, Bengals rookie long snapper Dan Godsill retired from the NFL Ooh, without playing a, a single NFL game. He's like, yeah. yeah, he just got drafted by the Bengals. Um, the Bengals gave him the fourth largest signing bonus future slash reserve deal for players for 27000 and he retired. Does he get to All keep right, that money? I think so. Yeah. Because I think there was part of it that was guaranteed, but yeah, he never he didn't even get to play a single game. He got drafted wow. and then retired. Interesting. I wonder. There's what no that... there's no other reason. There's no reason for it. So who knows? Maybe it was like some medical issue that he's like, all right, maybe if I keep playing, it's gonna get worse or something. Right. Um, let me see here. Um, the Bears rookie wide receiver Daz Newsom broke his collarbone in practice yesterday. Oh. Uh, but they said that he's gonna it's gonna be about an eight week recovery, but he should be ready for the start of like training camp. Training camp. Okay. So like he broke it at the right time because <laughs> he'll be back for the start of the season. Um, but that's all the news that I have for for the NFL. Um, do you have anything else for? Uh, NFL related. The only thing I had was for. Alex, I uh, hope you're listening this far in here. But yeah. we wanted to go over who was better, Troy Palomalu or Ed Reed. Okay, so I'm just going to throw some stats out at you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ed Reed, 128 games played. Yep. Troy Palomalu, 107. Okay. Ed Reed, 496 tackles. Troy Palomalu, 516. Okay, so he's got way more, not way more, but a good amount of more tackles with less games played there. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed only has five sacks on his career, where Palomalu has eight. Um, Ed Reed also has ten forced fumbles. Palomalu, eight. Ed Reed, 54 interceptions. Palomalu, 27. Okay. okay. Ed Reed, six touchdowns. Palomalu, two. Okay. Now, as far as the accolades go, Ed Reed, one Super Bowl, Defensive Player of the Year in 2004. His third year in the season, you know, or yeah. third year in the league, so really young. Palomalu, two Super Bowls, Defensive Player of the Year in 2010. You know, so like, and that's the year he like shared the cover of Larry Fitzgerald and all that shit. You know? Yeah. But in my, in my conclusion here, I went with Ed Reed because Ed Reed is a freaking monster, and I remember, and this is just personal here. I remember watching this old documentary of the Patriots where Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are sitting. In, a, in Bill Belichick's office, just plotting, talking, how the hell do we stop Ed Reed? Like, there's this whole video of them talking about how how dynamic of a player he is and how just this and that and that and 
we can't stop him. Like, and that was in his prime, you know. So yeah, I, I'm just gonna go based off of that, man. I, I, I like Ed Reed, and I know Alex probably, of course, would like Palomalu more. And yeah, I can see where people would pick Palomalu two Super Bowls. A lot of times we measure people in Super Bowls, uh, yeah. but this dude, 54 interceptions, 54. Yeah, that 10 is force crazy. fumbles. You know, I know he had less tackles, but come on now. He had more touchdowns, more interceptions, <laughs> more forced fumbles. Come on. I, I just, I think I'd yeah. really took the cake on that one. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Um, Yes, I, I have to agree. Ed Reed, I always thought that he was, uh, he was just, I don't know, far, far and beyond. Um, when, when comparing those two, still my all time favorite safety. Brian Dawkins. I mean, that oh, was, he's yeah. still my favorite. You know, I was and, gonna, I was gonna mention Brian Dawkins, but this is only about Edry Paul. But yeah, I was gonna like that was what I was playing. I even had a plan from the last podcast when he brought it up. I was like, I'm gonna say something about Brian Dawkins instead. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, I, I do agree though. I mean, growing up, you know, my dad and my brother were Steelers fans, so constantly watching Steelers games, you know, because Green Bay was never really on. You know, I, I got to know a lot of the Steelers and Ravens, you know, Browns, that whole division and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I got to watch them both. And I just, I don't know, there was something about Ed Reed that, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Paul Malu, but it's just something about Ed Reed that just, there was the scare factor. But I always yeah. did like how Paul and Malu could get to the quarterback, you know. And I was actually surprised, Vern, when you said about, you know, that uh, Ed Reed had five sacks. You know, I would have been like, oh, I think maybe he has one or two in his career. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I'd have to if, – if I was to pick in their prime, Ed Reed would be my, would be my pick. I, 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 man, that's how I feel about it. I just feel like Ed Reed was incredible, man. And, yeah. and no, no slight on Palomalu. Palomalu was the man. Like, I still have all these yeah. vivid memories in my head of him jumping over O-lines. And just, uh, like, just amazing. Palomalu you know? was always at, like, the right place at the right time. It seemed. <laughs> he right. was so good at that. He was so good um, at that. And I mean, I'm I'm actually gonna agree with both of you. I, I think that Ed Reed is the best out of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my like when you were reading the stats off, I wanted to say Palomalu, but man, like when you put it in perspective, where it's like, look at those interceptions mm-hmm. that he had. Like that's no easy feat, man. Whereas like, yeah, Palomalu had the most tackles, and he played less games, and he has two Super Bowls or whatever. But man, Ed Reed. He was just another beast. Like he was, he was a not. He was a beast. Like, look at it. Like, watch his games. He's an yeah. animal, man. And, and I mean, just there's no YouTube, denying it. I did just quickly look <clears throat> up Brian Dawkins' stats. Okay. Yeah. He did play a good amount of more games than either of these guys. Okay. He played <laughs> 221 games, where both Ed Reed 128, Palomalu 107. Yeah. Okay? This dude played 221. All right. 1,147 tackles, okay? So he damn near doubled both of their tackles. 26 sacks in his career. Yeah. 36 forced fumbles. Yeah. 37 interceptions, which is still a little bit less than Ed Reed even. You yeah. know, but like, that shit's no crazy. Super Bowls, no Super Bowls as a player. He, he no won Super one because he was in the front office with the Eagles when they won. But yeah, he doesn't have any Super Bowls, but man... I think you have to add him in the conversation of top. You do. Top Absolutely. So, Absolutely. man, I was, I was, cause that was my plan, man. Brian Dawkins is, I had, I wore his jersey the other week. 
He's one of my all-time favorite Eagles players. Um, I was If I didn't wear my Reggie White jersey last week, I was going to wear it this week for you, Ryan, because I know he played on the Packers. <laughs> he actually went and won a Super Bowl, y'all. But uh, And he's also remembered every time it's like how Peyton is, where they always show Peyton in like, the Broncos jerseys now whenever they show him on, like, and how it's probably going to be in Tom Brady's future where they're going to show him in Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they talk about him. Uh. Every time they show, like, <laughs> Reggie White, they always show him in a Packers uniform, and I'm like, yeah, he's a goddamn eagle. Like, he got most, he got, he, like, had a majority of his stats and everything with the Eagles. Like, he was a baller, but he's mostly remembered for going and, like, wrecking shit with your Packers and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. But man, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually cannot think of a Packers player that I was like, you know, that that should be us. I mean, recently it was kind of Taysom Hill the other year when they were really using him. And I was like, I didn't want them to cut him and they cut him. And now look at us. But yeah, with Reggie White, <laughs> I've always seen him in, you know, like the, you know, the Packers. It's always been, you know, yeah. the Minister of Defense, that type of, you know, stuff. So, but, um, you know, even I, I've tried to get even a Reggie White Funko Pop, and it's still in Eagles. I can't yeah. find it in Packers. So. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You got about. that one, Wyatt. Wyatt's having <laughs> that, at least. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll just kind of kind of wrap stuff up here. I will run through the NHL here. Um, I do have the updated standings here for the playoffs. Um, we are now – we're in round two of the mm-hmm. NHL playoffs right now. Um, Bruins and Islanders are tied 1-1. As of right now, um, the Lightning are up 2-0 on the Hurricanes. Man, okay. Lightning, defending champs, they're they're wrecking shit right now. I'm trying to run it back. Yeah, um, the Canadians, as of right now, they're they're up 3-1 on the Jets in the first game, um, but that's only in the set. That's the end of the second. So I mean, who knows? The Jets could come back, but I mean, the Canadians are so damn good right, right now yeah. as well. Um, and the Avalanche, as of right now, are up one nothing on the Golden Knights, which the, the Golden Knights are going to have a tough battle because the Avalanche are really damn good as well. Right. I, um, I agree. Yeah, it's only and, one game. Yeah. And yeah. a note here, the Maple Leafs, the uh, Maple Leafs blew a 3-1 lead <laughs> and lost. Like, they were up 3-1. to I forget what who, what team they were up on, but they ended up Winnipeg. losing. Winnipeg? Yeah. It was I Winnipeg. believe it was Winnipeg. Yeah. And man, they blew a three-one series lead. All they had to do was win one more game to 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 go to the we next lost round. Man, three straight, bro. Like that's I've always found that so hard to do. It is because you see statistically, it doesn't happen very often. It's like yeah. very yeah. rare, but it's been happening here pretty often lately in these last couple of years in the NHL and in the NBA. So it's just always ridiculous when that happens, man. You couldn't win one more game. Right. What's crazy is you said about the three one. I actually didn't. I wasn't thinking of the the series lead that you were talking about. I was uh, thinking about they blew a three one like game lead the other oh, night. Oh, oh it, yeah. It was literally eight minutes left in the third third period, and they blew a three one lead. And it was literally, <laughs> I think like Winnipeg scored four goals in like like five minutes. Yeah. Like it was just crazy. It was like foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there wasn't really any crazy, like, news stories. It's just business as usual in the NHL playoffs. It's never really, like, anything too crazy going on as right, other than that, the 3-1 lead being blown. Oh, the draft lottery happened tonight as well. Yeah, oh, that's happened. I didn't get to see that, though, unfortunately. I didn't get to Flyers see that. Flyers picked 13th, didn't move up, didn't move down. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I read an article before it. You know, the Flyers had a 1.8% or 1.8% chance to get the first overall pick and yeah. a 2% chance to get the second overall pick. But um, Buffalo ended up winning it. They got the first overall pick. Seattle Kraken, they were supposed to have the third overall pick. They moved up into the second. And Anaheim rounds, rounds out the top three. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Kraken do in their first year coming up. Um, the next story I have here is the match is coming back on July 6th. Um, we got Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson um, against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> no Peyton. No Peyton this year. I, I, I don't really like golf, but I may just watch this one thing, you know. <laughs> and, Rogers there. Yeah, just be done with it. Just because it's Brady and Rogers, Like, let's go. Right. Just to see, um, you know, that rivalry there. <laughs> they, I mean, they're already talking trash back and forth. I know, like, Tom Brady went, like, when in the that day that it was announced, Tom Brady was just posting meme after meme after meme on Twitter about, like, Aaron Rodgers and how they shouldn't have kicked the field goal or whatever. Like, dude. <laughs> Tom Brady's a savage on Twitter now. And then Aaron Rodgers posted that video. Yeah, the video of the, the Star Wars. Wars. Right. Yeah. He basically compared him to the dark side. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all the, the main news I have here. We can just wrap it up here with the bias bubbles quick. Um, I don't know what all that you have, Vern. Um, and then yeah. the crazy sports stat fact of the podcast. Um, as far as my bias bubble for the Lakers, we did yeah. hit on a lot of this um, throughout the podcast here. Some things I do have is AD is getting better day by day. The groin is feeling better for him, saying every day. So yeah. it is still potential that he could play for us game six. I just don't know how likely that is. That yeah. is um, or what he's going to be like if he does play. Right, exactly. So when this airs, that'll be later on tonight type of thing, you know. But yeah, um, the Lakers are probably very excited that Dennis Schroeder did not, he declined that $84 million contract that we offered him. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that today. Like, Schroeder is just so frustrating because he's all or nothing. He's either ball hog or zero points. You know, so I'm really tired of it, and I don't think he can support an offense by himself. And he's not good enough to to be, like, I was reading this article today, they were saying he's not good enough to be to justify him getting the 30% workload where he's, he's, he strives in a, in a workload where he's getting the ball at the time where the offense run through him. He's not yeah. necessarily good enough to carry it to even be in that position. You yeah. know? So like, I'm very glad we did not, or we offered it to him, but he turned it down. So sorry, shooter. You should have, you should have looked at that a little bit differently, you know? <laughs> yeah. Barcelona is trying to poach Marcus Gasol from us. Okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. Really. Apparently, they're all over him. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and plays in Spain next year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what Powell did. Right. Exactly. But um, as I saw that, I was like, oh, you motherfucker. That's crazy. I didn't see that. <laughs> but the Lakers also signed to play at the Staples Center through 2041. So, oh, we're going to wow. be there for Jeez. a long time. <laughs> Jeez. Long time. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I had as far as the Lakers because we did hit on a lot of this other stuff. And then some of it was for game five but that's already passed there um as far as the pats bill cower okay steelers head coach yeah former coach he's talking about bill belichick okay he said it's only cheating if you get caught 
Okay. So, I just wanted to put that on the record that Bill Cower said this about Belichick. So, which makes you wonder what did the Steelers get away with that they didn't get caught? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. I just wanted to bring that to the light. You that know, Bill Cower. That makes me not only not question Bill. It makes me the like question the Steelers. He also came out and said that Spygate was not the reason they lost to the Patriots in the championship game. Like that that's not the reason they lost. That you know, so like he's yeah. come out and saying that. Like so I'm just saying. From the horse's mouth. From the horse's mouth. Okay. Yeah. Then I did have the Texan sign Rex Burkett. You had that. Um Max coming along great in practice and, and I couldn't be happier. They're saying he he could be in a position to challenge you hear his real job. name? No. His name his last name's like McQuinkle. It's like Mac McCrinkle or some, no, some crazy shit like no that. No way. And it's like Mac Jones they like go with. But apparently his last name is like, yo, you're going to have to look it up. I, they've been no talking way. about it on McAfee for like the past couple days. It's like that, Mac, something crazy. It's like Mac McQuinkle or something. That's hilarious, man. I did not know that. Uh, it reminds me that, did you know Julio Jones' real name? Yes. It's Quintorius I, Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, it's like Quin, Quintorian, Quint something. Matt, and it's then, McCorkle. That's Matt what McCorkle. they say. It, it's McCorkle. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a middle, it's an origins of his middle name. Sorry, it's Mac McCorkle Jones. But apparently people call him like McCorkle, like by like just a nickname, McCorkle. I might just start calling him McCorkle. That's very interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, just put McCorkle on the back of his jersey. Oh, I was going to say, no. I was going to say, Vern, if you don't get a McCorkle Patriots jersey, <laughs> like. <laughs> Only the real fans will know. You know? Yeah, because like, you know, the other fans be like. When who's that? You're like, and especially if he keeps his jersey number of fifty, well, they'd be like, is that know. like a lineman or? <laughs> right. Be like, if you don't know, you don't know, man. Get out. Get out of here. You ain't no real. You But um, and then uh, only other thing I had here was Hunter Henry was talking about how the culture in New England fits in perfectly. The like the way they're just work, 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 work. Like he he likes it, and that's we know we already know it's very public. Some players don't like New England culture. Some players do, and yeah. I'm glad Hunter Henry is one that's okay. Getting this right is what in. I'm comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm very glad to hear that. I hope him and Johnu Smith have a big year. That's awesome, but man. That's all the Patriots news I had here. Okay, um, I just had some quick Eagles things here. Um, apparently, Greg Ward said that him, Devonte Smith, Jalen Hurts, and Darius Slay have been staying after practice to work on things and talk football. Um, which apparently Darius Slay has came out and said that he's helping like Devontae Smith and the receivers like with everything. Like awesome. he wants them to learn defenses. He wants to like kind of help them get better. And he also said that Devontae Smith is helping keep him better at the same time. Right. Because um, I do have here the most passes defended since 2013. Darius Slay is number one on that list Ooh. for corners. Then you got Jadoris Jenkins, Joe Hayden, Jonathan Joseph, and then Stephon Gilmore at five. Gilly Gilly. Gilly Gilly. Um, Eagles also promoted Catherine Wright to VP of Football Ops. She's now the highest ranking female personnel in NFL history. Well, good for Philly. Hell yeah. Um, let me see what else I have here. Um, Eagles decided to trade Zach Ertz. They would have roughly 13 million cap space even after signing their 2021 rookie class. So who knows? Maybe we get Steve Nelson, the free agent corner from Pittsburgh. Hopefully you can scoop him because we that really need a huge a, for you guys. We really need a corner too. 
right now. Yeah. And he would be, I would rather use that money to get him than Julio right now. Right. I, I, feel, I feel like that'll help us out overall as a team. We need another corner or else we're just going to keep getting burnt every week. Um, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, Dallas Goddard, this is the last thing I have. He had an interview today where he said that his talks with the organization have been ongoing on a contract extension. Okay. Uh, which, man, I'm really hoping they get a long-term deal done because uh, Dallas Goddard, I think, could be one of the top tight ends in the league going forward. It's unfortunate forward. that his first name is Dallas, but he is really good, and he should be he should be on your guys' team. <laughs> um, he said, I would love to play in Philly forever. My goal right now is just go in there, have a good year, and make the playoffs. Um, Dallas Goddard led the Eagles in passer rating when targeted in each of his first three seasons um, with a passer rate of 115 in 2018, 102 in 2019, and 115 in 2020, even with a terrible year. Right, damn. So, um, Dallas Goddard, man, I think he could. He has the potential to be a top tight end in this league. It's just a matter of, you know, hopefully this offense can utilize him a lot more. Right, right. Than Doug's. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. The only well, – it's not really news, but it's a super cool thing. Um, I sent you the video, Vern, of Devontae just, like, striding like a gazelle, man. He was it looks running like out he's there. barely trying, covering 30 <laughs> yards in, like, four steps. And I'm then like, he oh just, like, turns on a dime, bro. <laughs> it's wild. Um, that was really cool. And apparently um, the coach, Nick Sirianni, has been wearing Eagles, like, shirts almost every day at practice. Like, he wore a Brandon Graham shirt. He wore a Jason Kelsey, like, no one likes us, we don't care t-shirt the other day at practice. So he's, like, soaking himself in Philadelphia, <laughs> like, history right now. And it's I, I am say, all for it, man. He's getting into cult status, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> thing. But, man, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Eagles are like. I don't think we're going to be in contenders in any way. But, man, I hope that we can, like, come up with some fresh on offense. I'm really excited because it seems like Nick Sirianni is, like, Seems like a football mastermind. Like he seems like he really loves the game, and he. I'm excited to see what he draws up for the team. Right now, I feel like for me and you, like <clears throat> obviously with with Ryan here, um, pending Aaron Rodgers' decision, you're you guys are ex- Super Bowl contenders. Like yeah, every every year with Aaron Rodgers, where me and White right now are, if we make it to the playoffs, I would consider that a successful season. Yeah, you know, like. I, mean, yeah. I know the page is loaded up, but like it's a it's on paper right now. You know, it looks good on paper. So I yeah. I I personally think a successful season for the Patriots will be making the playoffs. Same with the Eagles. Like yeah, that should be exactly. the expectation. Anything more than that would be like, damn. Yeah, I mean, I would be more than happy if we made the playoffs this right. season. Knowing the knowing damn well we're not going to win a Super Bowl, but man, just making the playoffs that'd be enough for me, man. Right. Me too. Um, but that's all I have. Um, Ryan, you have anything you want to add, like as far as like your teams, like Bucks, Packers, anything? Um, Packers today just signed, just officially signed their first round pick, Eric Stokes out of Georgia, the corner. Oh, shit. oh nice. So um, I think there's only one remaining, and that is Ari, A. Rogers. Oh, sorry, Amari Rogers from Clemson, <laughs> our third round wide receiver. So other than that, we got um, those guys locked up. I'm excited to see how Eric Stokes does. Um, He's got very fast, blinding speed. Um, From what I read and watched video on, he uh, just needs to work on, you know, uh, uh, getting the wide receiver at the point of the catch. So we'll see how that goes, especially being under Jair and, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's going to work out great, you know, going there. And it was definitely neat after Kevin King getting burned, you know, in the NFC Championship game. So... Even though Kevin King has been re-signed and is back, you know, I I think that Stokes eventually will take 
that job if he doesn't, you know, from week one. Um, but as far as Green Bay goes, I mean, the offensive line is shaping up to be pretty well. Um, you know, we had a good draft that way, and, you know, I think that that's it's been a strong point. I think it'll get even stronger once Bakhtiari comes back. You know, he's yeah. slated, he's slated to come back, you know, maybe like mid-year or something like that. So, Jeez. I mean, I mean. Yeah, because he just, suffered that, that injury like in the playoffs, right? Uh, the Didn't week he, before the playoffs. The week before the playoffs, that's when he, yeah. he tore it. Yeah. So, yeah, I that mean, didn't help Rodgers either. But I, I really hope that they, uh, I hope they unleash Rashawn Gary this year. You know, I, he showed a lot of promise. He had, he wasn't even, he had like half the, I think I read the stat, he had half the snaps of Preston Smith and he still duplicated tackles and sacks, you know. But Jeez. Preston was dro- was dropping more in coverage, you know. But I'm really hoping that this three headed passing attack really, you know, and Joe Barry, our new defensive coordinator, I'm hoping this, you know, puts us over the edge you know we've been we've been flirting with top 15 top 10 status for defense so i'm hoping this year will put us in at least the top 10 you know solidified so, in the top yeah 10. top yeah, 10 defense, offense and defense that'd be nice yeah because defense is is my worry point you know uh because i think offense is with rogers you know we don't have to worry about it but um bucks you know we already called, talked about that i'm so excited for this next series you know, and I just like uh, Vern, you said earlier, you know, I think that they just need to be brutal with the Nets, you know, because yeah. I don't think the Nets have had that yet this year. They need to yeah. the shit out of them. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. And I'm just hoping for, you know, great games by Giannis and, of course, Chris Middleton and Drew and that type of thing. And um, talk about the Flyers. Basically, they, <laughs> you know, draft yeah. coming up. There's not I mean, really we don't too got much to talk about as of right now. <laughs> I haven't talked about the Flyers in, in quite a while. Yeah, I just really hope that they, you know, can sign a good, you know, a top quality defensive men, you know, because it's really, you know, we let up the most goals in the NHL last year. We were averaging 3.28 goals a game. Yeah, they really don't help on defense. Yeah, and I can't blame it all on Carter, you know, and no. like that, you know, but he'll rebound. He'll, I think he will. Uh, but it, that that's another thing, you know, having a backup behind Carter because Moose is out the, this year, so I don't see him coming back. But yeah, he was a solid backup. And it's he funny was. how Philly was so much nicer and lenient on Carter Hart than on Carson Wentz. <laughs> they both struggled their this the, yeah. this past season, but man, they they gave Carter Hart all the chances. But it's all right. It's two different sports. It's understandable. Yeah, definitely. And uh, my my brother told me, you know, as a, as I'm a new Philadelphia like Flyers fan because I just started liking the Flyers, you know, a few years ago, yeah. like five five years ago. But you know, he told me he's like, you got to get used to this. This is how it is in Philly. You suck one game, you're supposed to be out of here. You know. And, <laughs> yeah, that's so, how it is, man. And every every Philly sport is <laughs> it's just that that's how it is. But the only other uh, team news I have is my Mets are actually over 500. I'm very nice. happy about that. Leading the division, I think uh, after today's game we won, we're like we have a four-game lead over Atlanta. Um, this this division has been very disappointing because we are the only team over 500 right now. We are like oh, 27 and 20, and the rest of the division is not even. They're like two or three games back from being 500 but yeah we've been playing great um degrom being the goat you know he is just tearing it up and um i'm, I'm really excited now they really made me mad last night because i did a 
FanDuel sports, uh, one of my rare FanDuel sports parlays. And I had. <laughs> we know about those, man. We so, want to know all about the damn parlays. All the time. A five, five parlay where I had Billy McKinney get a hit. He got a hit. I, I had uh, Strowman striking out more than five. He struck out six. I had um, uh, the first and the second inning were going to be a draw. And the fifth one was the money line. I had the Mets winning. The Mets were winning 4 nothing going into the sixth inning. And the final oh. score was 6-5 Arizona after oh. 10 innings. That is so, like, it almost makes me feel like there's somebody working specifically against you. Because yeah. I can't tell you how many times me and Wyatt have had that same thing. Like, we have five, six-leg parlays rolling, and, like, they're all five hitting. Hit. They're all hitting. And it'll be like you have it from, like, the, the 12 o'clock shit that's going on all the way until the 10.30 games that are going. Like, they're all hitting throughout the day. You're feeling great. And that last game, every time, bro, I don't get it. Or the last leg. I had one bet in, not even a parlay in last night. And it was Andre Drummond, your boy, to get two plus assists. All he needed to get was two assists. It was ridiculous odds. I bet $4. I could have won 52. And I was like, just for him to get two assists. Couldn't get two assists. I lost the bet. I was like, you serious? Are you serious? This dude couldn't get two assists. So yeah, that's uh, like uh, I was like, there's no way I can lose this. <laughs> I I bet like I think I bet what I had left in FanDuel from like all my free money and stuff that I've won. I have not bet since the NFC Championship game. So like I bet a whole whopping thirteen dollars and fifty four cents on this five leg parlay, and my payout would have been two hundred and two dollars and fifty eight cents. And you know I watched the end of the game and. How it happened was crazy, you know. There, it, it was the bottom of the tenth, and the ball was hit. And like, even me seeing it on TV and being such a big baseball lover, I was like, foul ball, foul ball, you know, down the first baseline. No, they called it fair. And I was like, no, are, are you kidding me? This is going to score the winning run, and it did. And they replayed it, and they were like, oh, we might call this back. No truck came up. It was right <laughs> beside the line, but you couldn't tell. And they're like. I'm like, I may have a chance to save this parlay on an umpire, and then they come back and they're like, fair ball. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it is. I think this dude Ryan got a bet in. We got to call this. Yeah, because, I mean, they had the headsets on and everything, and I'm sure they were in there, and they're like, look, we got a firm bit. Like, we may lose out on $200 here. We're taking this $1,354, but, like, I'm not trying to give out $200. can't let this happen. Yeah, because, like, this man can't win. He can't have any today, <laughs> so I'm like, nope, I'm done to football. You know, <laughs> that's it for my bias bubble. Word, word. Um, so we'll just hop right into the last thing here is the crazy sports stat fact of the podcast. Um, I have one, one about the goat himself, uh, Tom Brady. Thomas Wayne Brady. Tom Brady has a higher percentage of winning the Super Bowl than Steph Curry does of making a three pointer. I've actually brought that up on this podcast before. Did you? I couldn't remember if you did or not. Okay, then I'll give you another one if, since you have. Okay. I'll <laughs> give you another what, one. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah. This man has a higher chance of making it to the Super Bowl at the end of the year than Steph Curry to shoot a three-pointer, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. I'm just saying, that's wild to me. Like, that I, is wild. I feel like Tom Brady is a, a made-up character. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> in like a, in a Madden game. <laughs> in a Madden game. And God is creating. Like just that it's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like there's no way this one man has seven Super Bowls. It doesn't God's make been sense. Playing as Tom Brady for 20 years. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Tampa Bay. I'm gonna switch things up this season. <laughs> Make it interesting. <laughs> what else you got though? Um, it's just something super small here. Um, can you guess who holds the record for the longest golf putt ever made on camera? Jack Nicholas. Nope. Ryan, you gotta guess. It's somebody. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> no. In fact, I have no was, clue. In fact, it was Michael Phelps. Oh, what? He has the longest recorded putt ever on camera with 53 yards which equals 159 feet holy shit man he has the longest recorded putt and on camera it wasn't in like a tour i guess i couldn't find any more information but apparently it was like just the longest recorded on camera right. i don't know if it was like some celebrity tournament or what but man that's oh, great michael wild. phelps he out here winning in the pool and winning on the course do it all man <laughs> um, but that's all the news that we have this week. Um, again, we want to thank Ryan for stopping in, talking about everything NFL, NBA, especially your Bucks and, and your old boy Aaron Rodgers. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get you back on maybe whenever like some news breaks about Aaron Rodgers, whether he's right. I'd love to. We'll have to bring you back <laughs> or, on. Or as the Bucks keep going through the playoffs here. Exactly. You know? Or if the Bucks make a deep run, man, maybe you win a chip this year. Who knows? That'd be Either crazy. way, we'll have to bring you back on, man. It's always a good time having you here. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. And, you know, I appreciate it. I love it every time I'm on here, you know, because I don't get to talk sports a whole lot. So it's definitely an honor, and thank you very much. Absolutely, yeah, no problem, man. man. We're, we're glad to have you. Um, definitely have you on again, especially talk baseball, because we, we rarely talk some baseball on here, and you seem like a dude that knows your baseball. <laughs> yeah, I had a crazy fact for you, because I remember you doing this last time. So the one I found was um, the Mets starting pitcher, Jacob DeGrom. Right now, from this, his first start in April all the way until now, now he has missed, I think, three starts uh, because of injury. Yeah. But he earns a 0.71 ERA, and that Damn. is the lowest uh, ERA for a qualifying pitcher since 1964. Damn. Oh my god. That's wild. We put that into perspective there how damn good he is right now. Yes. That is crazy. Damn. So. Damn, you you are like you're also the first guest to bring their own crazy sports stat and I, re right. I respect it. We need to start letting all these other guests to start bringing some sports stats <laughs> instead awesome. of us providing them all the time. <laughs> I was going back and forth between this one and this <laughs> another one about um, – we were talking about the fan duel, and someone had bet – this is why I bet last night, but the bet the night before, they bet $60 on a, like, 10-leg, and oh they – all the odds were, like, 43,000-some to one, and they ended up walking away, bet $20, and they are walking away with 27900 Sixty some cents. Oh my Jesus, god! That's, that's what I wish happens crazy. to me, man. I wish one All of these the time. one of these parlays is gonna hit. <laughs> one of these times. Like one um, of these times I'm gonna hit. One of these times. <laughs> Um, but that's all that we have this week. Uh, make sure to go like and subscribe here on the channel. Check out all of our other content. Make sure to go follow us at Squad Pod Sports on Twitter. Um, thanks again, Ryan, for joining us. We really appreciate yep. it, man. Thank you. And we'll see everybody next week. Peace out.